is about bringing up controversial subjects and a series of quests for strange horrors. It feels good. Guidance is internal. We live on a placid island of ignorance in the midst of black seas of infinity. Do not think there are things in this universe which you cannot understand and which are true. Welcome to Far Off Topic, episode 33. I'm your host, Yasko Jones. From fighter pilots chasing them down on both coasts to the government officially acknowledging a program to report sightings, UFOs are back in a big way. Recent news of leaked photos from that very reporting program and outrageous claims by an Israeli government official have put the exoplanetary menace back into bizarrest headlines. We'll dig into the details in our feature. And would you be surprised to discover there's a burgeoning division of psychonaut warriors forming within the ranks of the U.S. military? Is this the beginning of a new Jedi branch of the armed forces? We'll tell you more about it in our What in the Weird segment at the end of the show. With that, I'm joined by Tiwi by way of two-way psychic telegraph. And because there's a full moon and he's spending the night chained up in the werewolf cage in his basement with nothing else better to do, I'm also joined by Stephen Jackson, a.k.a. Jax, a.k.a. Mr. Glasses. Uh, and before we get to our survey, I should say... Uh, this is kind of a redo episode. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yes, we had we had some technical difficulties on our last record, which would have been out a week ago, uh, but we had to we had to scrap that, and so we're back a week later. So, yes, and we're back. That's the other thing too. We are back. We're finally back from our, I don't know, almost two month long vacation from podcasting. Yeah. So welcome back, guys. Thanks. Good to talk to you again. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> So let's jump into our survey. What was better, the Jericho marches or the anti-mask uprisings? Uh, I will start with uh, Jax. Okay, so the Jericho marches or probably the anti-mask people is are are worse. Is that was that the question? Which was better? Oh, what do you think the, was a, Jer- a better Jer- showing? The Jericho types. Why is it? Well, because nobody knows about it and, and really largely harmless. So, And also, I think better branding. I like the name, the Jericho Marches. Right. I, I, just, I, I, I mean, the anti-maskers, for all I know, had really no strong branding i can't even i can't even think of what if they did have some kind of like overall umbrella like this is even stop the steals better than i don't know whatever the anti-mask things were yeah Um, so jericho marches for me also resonates yeah uh still quite silly but still quite silly it's very like uh it feels like um do you remember 2008 Mm, vaguely like it feels like 2008 we're we're hard. In what way? Well, I mean, like I remember all of the um, Republicans being very upset that the black man was in the in the presidency, and then they started like wearing tea bags on their head and showing up at uh, protests and saying stupid shit. And um, it feels like 2008, maybe a, a little more violent this time. Well, a lot more violent, but. I was going to say, it feels a lot more tense than, the, yeah. at least the Tea Party was, I don't know, they had a kind of uh, a jovial side to them. I mean, they were getting in costume, for Christ's sake. Did so, they, I though? Mean, like, I remember, <laughs> so I I remember, like, a Tea Party march. The one the one thing that resonates about me, in, in my mind, about the Tea Party is, they had this huge event at this country bar in Vegas, tons of Tea Party people there, and... I was working for KLAS at the time and uh, the, the, the photographer who, who went to this event comes back and is like, you are not going to believe what happened. So I hit play on his video and he is interviewing an Israeli guy who's like at the event to be like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? Uh, you're protesting the fact that you have black men in the, in the presidency and you're saying how you're big patriots. But then you turn around and have mattress. This is exactly what he's, he was railing about. Then you turn around and have mattress sales on Veterans Day. Like you're not a patriot. You're a goddamn capitalist. And some woman yells at him, Heil Hitler. 
And it's like, oh. what the fuck just <laughs> happened? Like, you, and he looks at her and is like, I'm a Jew. I'm from Israel. I'm a Jew. You're going to tell me Heil Hitler to a Jew? Uh, She's like, damn right. Yeah. Damn right I am. So, like, <laughs> they were not jovial. They were just getting started, in my mind. Like, that was just the It's probably the same end. people, too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely the same people. I mean, and they're kids because it's, it's been 12 yeah. years. Right. And it's uh, it's just proof to the whole thing that the, the Republican Party was always a white people's party uh, and that the the racism was always supposed to be ignored or not talked about until Trump showed up and said, no, no, no let's say all that silent stuff out loud. Yeah. And that's when they that's why they embrace him so much is because he's the guy that says the silent part out loud and that's their heart that's their heart and mind that's what fuels them that's why they can't let him go he's so special to their cause yeah it's um it's been really remarkable to see <laughs> the, uh, i don't know it's it's something's afoot something is afoot I know. For another show, we'll talk about <laughs> the brewing the brewing clouds up ahead for another show. Uh, with that, Jax, uh, you're going to start us off with our first segment. There is no evidence of a conspiracy. There's a military plot to take over the government. You've been asking questions about things you know nothing about. Someone else knows, okay? I mean, it's just... Today it's oil, right? You're nine months from now. I don't think there'll be an electorate, let alone an election. There will be no questions. Uh, you have a very super secret topic that you don't want to tell anybody about. No, I just didn't, right into the rundown. I just didn't feel like writing it. So, like, um, y- y- <laughs> y- this is sort of pinging off our our last what, what we just got done talking about. Have you noticed how there's sort of this split becoming in the in the Republican Party, where there's like the standard GOP and the Trump GOP? Yeah. Okay. So, like, I started, I first noticed this here in Washington because I don't know if Tiwi grabbed our voters guide but in our voters guide oh yeah there was a bunch of people who were <laughs> trump prefers democrat and then prefers trump republican party a whole bunch of people like yeah. that and i was like something's that that is bizarre um it, the wording was trump yeah. republican party Tr- trump republican party okay yeah it was very weird so like all the huh. standard bearers who were running for you know like our our Secretary of State up here is a Republican. She was a Republican. But then, like, a person running for lieutenant governor might be Trump Republican Party. So, have you seen how in Georgia the Trump Republican Party people, the MAGA people, are saying don't vote? I have seen. Oh, yeah. In the, in the, uh, in the coming primary that, or the coming general. Right. I follow that. Yes. So, like, I think that that is sort of the last ditch effort to um, take the election. And, and here's the, here's the conspiracy. The vote happens. I want to say on January 4th, the electoral college votes get submitted to, to Congress and then read into the record on, on uh, January 5th. So the conspiracy theory is that they are, purposefully throwing the election at this point because when Mitch McConnell wakes up on electoral college day and sees that he's losing his Senate, he will not seat or, or have those votes occur. Discuss. (laughs) Uh, That could very well be the strategy. I I do think that it's going to be a, 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 a lot of things have to fall into place for that to actually happen. And with the two Senate elections, I think it's a it's a really big lift to see both of them, the Republicans, getting unelected or, or, or losing their elections, I should say. So it, it's tough to say what the intention is or what McConnell will do. Um, I I don't like to praise McConnell for anything because I don't think he does much that's praiseworthy. But I also don't think that he's a Trump Republican. I do think he craves power and he does things that are uh, that you know that benefit his party, no matter if they are hypocritical or they you know go against you know, yeah right. any kind of standard or norm. 
But I do think there's a limit to that. And he knows like long-term, long-term gains. He's already just, what, earned another six years mm-hmm. in the Senate. Um, so for him, I mean, he's looking at another two years, try to switch that. This kind of short-term gain of, I mean, going basically just like setting the Constitution on fire and, uh, <laughs> you know, redoing the election or just not even like observing or, or letting the, the actual the will of the people actually go across, that seems so short because – there would be reprisals. There would be, you know, things that would happen that would could completely fuck up everything. And right now, I think he has a long-term goal of just staying in power, keeping Republicans. You know, it, most likely he'll, he'll have the Senate again. But if he loses it, he's lost it before. He knows what to do. He just knows to, like, just drag your feet, filibuster, filibuster. You know, he's fine. <laughs> Pee-wee? fucking hate mitch mcconnell um now, of course everyone does he's a turtle face piece of shit but i know at the same time you know, i don't well yeah i don't see him as a trump republican i actually don't even really see him as a republican i see him more as like what is the evil guy in star wars that has like shoots lightning out of his hands the um, uh sith emperor the emperor, emperor. The yeah, sith? yeah. yeah. Sith that's Lord. more of like how i see uh mitch mcconnell <laughs> Because yeah. he just operates. They kind of have the same face. He like operates independently, and he's pure evil. And it's like I wouldn't be surprised if he was like, you know, he on his deathbed is like, I made coronavirus. Like I just, <laughs> he's like, he's just oh, awful. That like, would be hilarious. He he literally just. I don't think he cares. Of, he's got to be a sociopath or something. Something's wrong with him. Like his mom didn't hold what him. He is, is it, I don't know. He. He's a he's a just a pure like red blooded corporatist. He's like a lobby, yeah, like a lobby pr- Republican, like the kind that just beholden to like big tobacco and big everything. Like, yes, and I think his values are that business and this kind of very, I mean, you I would call it corrupt, but he would call it the purest form of capitalism, which is the big fish eat the little fish, and he is a. Uh, a slave to the big fish and he will do what they do because he thinks that's the natural order that these big fish will kill the little fish and we'll all get stronger. We'll probably be subsumed into their will and their power. Um, and that's the way it should be because they are order. They are uh, civilization. So for him, He's probably in his head. He's probably living in a Manichaean world of these socialists who want to deconstruct civilization and the the the, the stalwart corporatists that are just like, no, Mitch, we just need lower taxes so we can help the world. Um, and he's like, I'll do it, I'll do it, you sons of bitches. Um, and he just wants to, you know, basically help these corporations become bigger and bigger and bigger because he thinks, I don't know, one, it's done him well. You know, he, that that world. He's thrived in that world, so he owes it so much. So, yes, of course, he's going to keep offering the United States up to this philosophy. Is it evil? I would say <laughs> maybe, probably. <laughs> I, I don't see that as a very universally beneficial for everyone. I think that, that this corporatist mentality leads to a place of stronger divisions where we're already kind of seeing it being pulled, is that richer people get richer, and everyone else just falls off the face of the earth. And that's fine for them because at a certain point, and now I'm going to throw you my, my conspiracy theory, at a certain point, once the rich get rich enough, they will actually transform into communism because they will have the means to have machines do all the labor for them. And they won't even need to actually have capitalism. They can live in a gated, walled community where their needs are served to them at will and that's all they need we can have capitalism at that point we can fight amongst ourselves because what is capitalism it's competition so we can just fight it out amongst ourselves and that's fine but they're trying to get to this utopia this utopian communism of gilded walls and laser guns pointed out toward all of us so (laughs) so that's kind of mitch mcconnell's thought and he hopes to be transcended into that world i mean he'll die way before that ever happens but you know his grandchildren they'll get put into past the walls and uh that's that's the world he wants he wants this kind of world this utopian world of of golden walls laser guns pointing out the rest of the masses who are clawing to get inside and uh you know 
That's that's kind that's kind of like that's the way I see it. It was a weird a weird take a weird take went well, went weird on that one. <laughs> I mean, I like it. I think it's fun. <laughs> but I don't I don't know how else you like the you can see the corporatist model going because ultimately, I mean, what's the point? Like, uh, what is the what is the end goal? You know, like is it just eventually these corporations get so big they have all the money. Do they need? They're eventually. We are going to automate. We are moving toward automation, and you don't need people. I mean, we're, we already have an issue with "quote unquote" surplus people. It's only uh, going to get worse, and what it, it's going to get worse enough to the point people. where the rich enclaves don't need people. They just need their families and have their needs met. Um, of course, they they will bring in you know, the lower classes to die in front of them or be tortured for their pleasure, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> they need people for that. But overall, oh, most for the most part, they don't need people to make shirts because they'll be like, whatever, my robot makes a shirt for me. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. That's, 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 that's my take on your conspiracy theory. <laughs> All right. I like it. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. UFO sightings are on the rise. Across New York City alone, sightings are up. 31% from last year. That is 46 compared to 35. And they're up an insane 283% from 2018's measly 12 or a dozen, according to the National UFO Reporting Center. So are we living in a new UFO era? Let's talk about it in our Odd Normality segment. Curious about unexplained phenomena. The unexplainable walk hand in hand through the shadows. Enter that world of darkness. Let's start with this article from Esquire. An unclassified image that's reportedly been circulating among the U.S. intelligence agencies shows what appears to be an unidentified aerial phenomena. The object in the photo has been described by U.S. officials as silver and cube-shaped. According to a report from The Debrief, which first shared the image. The leaked photo dates back to 2018 when it materialized in an intelligence report from the Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon Task Force, or UAPTF. <laughs> <laughs> the Department of Defense's official unit that investigates UAP sightings. A military pilot reportedly encountered the object while flying over the Atlantic Ocean on the east coast of the U.S., in 2018 and captured it with their personal cell phone. It's likely that a backseat weapons operator on an FA-18F Super Hornet took the photo of the object, which was inverted and bell-shaped and describes it as having ridges or other protrusions along its lateral edges extending toward its base. Uh, first off, have you guys seen the photo? No. No. No? Tiwi? <laughs> no. You pieces of shit. It's not. Uh, <laughs> Should we look at it? Go to the link that says the debrief right now. Okay, hold on. The debrief. Are you, you don't even have the rundown open, do you? <laughs> yeah, I do. I'm looking at it right now. Where what the, the fuck debrief? is that? What is that? That thing in the sky? Right. So start off with the like the, the um, wide photo because yeah, yeah. you can actually see it hanging there. Sure. Yeah. And then they zoom in on it. It looks like a balloon. No, it's it looks not like a, a heart balloon. That looks like a heart balloon. It looks like one of those like blow up balloons. Not a balloon. Like yeah. you're thinking of those like foil balloons. Yeah, it looks like Mylar. one of those foil balloons. Yeah. So uh, could be a balloon. To, to that, <laughs> to that. Uh, <laughs> so th what they first thought it was was something known as a GS uh, GPS drop sonde, which is a sensor that they put on a parachute. And they drop it vertically into a, uh, a storms. Um, and usually, what it has, is it has a, a like a very long tethered, uh, I would just like sphere or not sphere uh, cylinder um, that they drop straight straight through like storms to kind of get storm data. I don't know, but the pilots say no, no, no it, it couldn't have been that because one, it probably wasn't a balloon of any sort because it was just hovering in space despite any kind of wind currents. So this thing was just positioned where it was at. Now, my issue with this is that we have a photo and not a video. And I don't know why someone took a photo because a photo doesn't relate any of that information of 
Is it blowing? Is it moving it at all? Or, or what are the pictures before and after, you know, your first moment of it? So that's kind of what irritates me is that it's just a photo because photos are subject to our imaginations. What, are, what, are, uh, Tiwi, starting with you, what, what do you think about the photo? I mean, I think it looks like a mylar balloon. Considering that, uh, these pilots do live on Earth and they're familiar with mylar balloons. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and they're saying it's not a mylar balloon. Uh, <laughs> what What do you think about that, though? When they're they're like, no, you know, it's it's I've it's you not know a mylar one balloon. It looks because if you just look at the if you look at the photo and you just judge I mean, by the the size of the pilots versus how far, like okay. what you can actually Let's make see. of the image from their from the cockpit, that thing has to be immense. That thing is. I mean, there's, there's. I mean, what, what party place makes a mylar balloon that looks like the size of a jump? It's house? like a specialty mylar balloon. I don't know. <laughs> uh, it's hard. I, you know, I'm not really good at like calculus. Like, I can't tell how far away that actually is. My brain is just telling me that's a mylar balloon. Jax, what do you think? Uh, it looks pretty far. I don't think it's a mylar balloon. <laughs> It's too big. What do you think? It seems it seems I think pretty goddamn big. I think it's also really big too. But TV brings up a great point: is that with this kind of camera, everything's in focus. So the f- pilots, um, the the cockpit, the very front of the cockpit, is in focus, and so is the spec at the center of the cockpit, which is the alleged UFO. The only thing that we can see that is closer to frame or closer to the, to the lens is the back end of the cockpit. So everything from, which seems probably like a foot from the camera's lens out is absolutely in focus. To Tiwi's point, that means that distance can't really be ascertained because that thing, which seems like, our brain is telling us that is several feet away and gigantic and outside the cockpit, but optically, as an illusion, that could be a speck on the cockpit. Like that could just be right. on the actual cockpit glass. Yeah, and it would still look like, oh, what is that fucking thing? Um, so that is inconclusive, and another reason why it frustrates me that it's a photo. That it's just this, like, we always get fucking still photos. <laughs> and, hey, good on the guy for taking it and being, you know, sharp enough to take a photo of something weird. But you have a video on your phone, too. I mean, what are you doing? <laughs> just, <laughs> that, that irritates me. Because <laughs> here's the thing. Presumably, they flew right past it. And they got much closer. Because it looks like they're on a trajectory to pass right across from it. And I feel like the video from that would be amazing. Or any kind of video would reveal the hoax, that would reveal the stage magic. That once, only from this angle, do you get, is the illusion alive? The closer you get, oh shit, it is a drop sound, you know? (laughs) Oh shit. Or it is a balloon, or is it a jump house that got carried away by a hurricane? So that does, that, that is frustrating to me. But in a related thing, let's just say, assume that. It is outside the cockpit, and that, that we we can take the well. I guess the pilots aren't saying anything, but let's. But it did show up in a report. It did show up in an official report. So these pilots had to have reported this as something bizarre. So let's take them seriously for a moment and assume. Okay, so they saw something weird up there, and if that's true, and we're having these pilots more and more come forward saying we're seeing lots of weird stuff. How does that make you feel about, like, I don't know, the UFO phenomenon, which I have always been kind of like, is bullshit. <laughs> uh, only up until re- very, very recently, I haven't been interested in UFOs at all. I thought it was pretty clear-cut uh, bullshitism. What do you think, Tiwi? Well, you know my stance. I have, I have the personal... You're a, mater- you're a materialist. I'm oh, a, yeah, oh, no, no, no. I have a personal UFO experience, so I... I believe i'm a believer but i feel like i feel like we've had this conversation like i don't believe in like i feel like if it doesn't sort of fit that what my experience was i feel like they're liars so if it's like making noise or it has lights 
or it's doing weird stuff, um, then I think they're liars. If it hovers, it's silent, metal, and large, then I'm like, hmm, that sounds uh, compelling. I don't think that's uncommon either, that that idea that it, like your experience is like legitimate and all the everything else is doesn't conform <laughs> to that. It's like obviously like what that sounds bullshit. But at the same time though, because this doesn't even conform to the David Favor sightings. The he was the other pilot that came out in uh, I think 2015, but it came the story leaked on uh, New York Times in 2017 about how he chased the Tic Tac UFO. This doesn't look like a Tic Tac at all. And then the, there's also the gimbal encounters, which. Did, the, the pilots in that one said they didn't look like Tic Tacs either. In fact, they looked like weird shapes inside of uh, glowing auras. So this is a weird phenomenon that could very well be happening. I still have a tough tough time jumping on board. But with each of these, I guess I would almost say legitimate sightings, because <laughs> I don't necessarily believe uh, Joe Schmo on the side of the road that says, I, yeah, I saw something. But when you have these pilots who I feel like are kind of taking a big risk by saying, oh yeah, I saw a UFO and they're anonymous. So they're not going to profit on it yet. I, it seems, it seems to carry a little bit more legitimacy for me. What do you think, Jax? I mean, I love UFOs. So I love the story. So it doesn't, uh, the, the UFO community is, are, is full of like pieces of shit, but um, I do love the story. So, it doesn't change my opinion. I, I it, it bolsters my opinion about UFOs. I think like I, it makes me like them more seeing them on video from, and, and frankly, even seeing photos from the military. And it, I don't know. I think it's, we're in a golden age. I think I actually do. And I think in an earlier episode, I said, I, I, one, I am curious about why the government's getting involved again. Um, in such a big way, such a big and public way, why is the military officially getting involved in this in this thing that was written off as kooky in the past? Um, I don't necessarily. I have a hard time jumping fully on board with UFOs, like I, uh, to say that, like, oh yeah, the, these are UFOs and there's aliens and we're being visited. Have a hard time jumping fully on board with that, but my mind is stoked to the point of like, what the fuck? <laughs> like what is going on? Um, and I do wonder if it's something more earthbound that again, the government is trying to play the, the, the sleight of hand shite type shit to keep us from knowing what's going on. So, so there's something, yeah, it's something stupid or like hypersonic weapons you know shit like that you know like like oh when you find out it's a hypersonic weapon made by northrop grumman or lockheed you're like oh i thought it was ufos fuck this (laughs) um (laughs) just war more war bullshit um so yeah i i i don't know but at the same time there is the, the whimsy in me that that screams let it be something fun right <laughs> something weird that we, we we haven't really anticipated my my uh theory for these things um which would still be kind of sad if it actually turned out real because it'd be, it would just make things mundane is that the phenomenon of lights and just the weird bizarre things that kind of like they, they seem like physical objects that come into our world and then just disappear in a flash i always wonder if this could just simply be two or three-dimensional people creatures perceiving something that is extra dimensional in the sense of like like the 10th or 11th dimension like the idea like how an ant who is like walking on a uh two-dimensional flat plane um if you curved it around he would and he would just think he's walking in this infinite circle like if a piece of paper and you just curve the the plane around from his point of view he'd be like oh i'm just walking this fucking forever circle but you have three dimensions and you can see that oh no little guy you're just trapped in a cylinder um what if these ufo phenomena are just simply us seeing things but not having the dimensional capacity or to perceive it the way it's supposed to be they're like it's like a friction like maybe this is like frictions of dimensions i don't i don't know how to how are you like saying like we're like the amoebas we're like the ants like we're we we're ants from our point of view we see the world what we think is reality it's three dimensions but maybe there are other kinds of the other types of dimensions that we can't perceive in their 
the way they're supposed to be perceived, so they look weird to us. So just like the ant is on a, a flat plane, but when you curve it together and touch po- both ends together, he thinks, "Oh, I'm in a cil- I'm in a, I'm in an infinite landscape." Someone from the third dimension could be like, "No, no, you're in a cylinder. It's like you could just walk to the left and you'd be off of it." But they can't because they can never know any more from what they they know. They're just trapped in their dimension. We are trapped in our third dimension. So maybe these phenomenon are just natural phenomena but we don't have the capacity to perceive them for what they truly are that's <laughs> i mean yeah. i like that theory just as much as i like ufos <laughs> right <laughs> uh we've got more ufos to talk about but first let's get to our break the marines have a creed that goes this is my rifle there are many like it but this one is mine it would seem a new class of warrior monks taking over Camp Lejeune, and they intend to edit this creed to read, This is my psychotropic. There are many like it. Let's get high. We'll tell you all about it at the end of the show. But first, we're continuing our conversation about the rise of exoplanetary monsters vandalizing our imaginations with news that a high-ranking Israeli official is coming forward to declare that world governments are covering up everything about the UFOs. We'll talk about that after the break. Over here, I'm a boglin. Me and my buddies need a place to hide out. <laughs> Come a little closer. Oh, did I scare you? Oh, I do that so well. If you take us home, we'll kiss your advice. <laughs> we'll eat your peas. And we hope you know lots of girls. Hey, the name's Boglitz. You sold separately, and we're looking for good homes. Maybe yours. <laughs> According to Vice, Hayem Ashed, a three-time recipient of the Israeli Security Award and current professor, told Israeli's newspaper Yediat Aeronaut, trust me on that pronunciation, (laughs) that space aliens have been in exclusive talks with Israel and the United States for many years. Ashed said that Donald Trump is aware of this agreement and was on the verge of revealing it, but ultimately didn't because the aliens insisted humanity isn't ready. Ashed said, If I come up with what I'm saying today five years ago, I would have been hospitalized. Today, they're already talking differently. I have nothing to lose. I've received my degrees and awards. I'm respected in universities abroad, where the trend is also changing. And he has a point. Uh, coming forward now, he has nothing to lose. So what do you guys think? Do you, do you believe this guy? Because, I mean... For for what for what it is what wait, wait, what you can say he's a respected scientist uh, so or or is he just looking for his like his his retirement plan as a lecturer on the UFO circuit what do you, what uh, Jax what do you think so uh, God didn't Dwight Eisenhower have a U like didn't he go and like have a, a UFO con conference. One hundred percent. That is it. Yes, he went missing. This is That's like the right. real part. Yeah. Like he, he went, he went missing. He was at a, a doing a uh, survey of like Edwards Air Force Base, or and he yes. went missing for several hours. No, like like, and then like came, a day. It wasn't okay, even hours. Yeah. It was like a day. And when he came back, the official story was that he was getting a, a tooth removed. Um, and they're like, what? <laughs> like that, that doesn't make any sense. I think they even found, they couldn't find the doctor or whatever. It just seemed like a complete bullshit cover story. And then, uh, years later, people came out and said, oh no, he actually had met with the Federation of Aliens and he has brokered a deal that we will get their technology in exchange for, I don't know, some random poaching of humans and livestock, you know, uh, uh, for the for science, you know, alien science. So, yes, that's that's the story. And wasn't he like he it was he was at like Los Alamos and then he came out it, 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 like they he then shows himself back in L.A. or something like that, if I remember right. Like, like uh, this, I, the, I don't remember that part. Like there was a there was a bit of travel involved as well. OK, regardless, the notion that Trump is in on this and has been able to keep his mouth shut is bullshit. Like that, that is the, um, (laughs) that is the thing that, that kills it for me. Uh, But, you know, maybe, 
Maybe. I kind of doubt it. Like, I kind of think of, like, UFOs as, you know, you made an ant analogy uh, earlier, and I'll make another one. I kind of think of UFOs as we're the ants. And, like, when you're walking down the street, like, you don't stop and, like, have a conversation with the fucking ants. And and in that scenario, what? we would be I don't get ants. your analogy. We're the ants. Well, that we're... We're we're inconsequential to their life. Jesus oh, Christ. got it, got it, got it. I was draw, like, wait, what? Draw, I'll draw a picture. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we 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 are the ants in this. Uh, the UFOs probably don't give a shit to come here and be like, yeah, we're just gonna help you out. Why would they broker a deal to like get humans when they could just take us? That's a good question. Well, it was basically to, I think, stymie a greater war um, with the humans and, and to kind of create a panic. So this way, the government was basically saying, okay, we will basically make sure that people, we don't, we won't, we, we, if anyone reports UFO stuff, we will just kind of sandbag them and, you know, or gaslight them and take them off the, 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 the scent. Um, we'll call it, you know, we'll, 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 we will ridicule them to the point where they'll stop asking questions, and that way you can work in peace, and you can just fly around and stuff like that. Why they would need to broker a deal, I don't know. Maybe yeah. it was just convenient. I don't know. It, it, it's tough, because that's kind of early like UFO lore. I, I think that came out later. That's probably like the 70s. Um and it all gets mashed up because UFO lore is is really complex, right? At this point, um, like what's because in my earlier thing about there's Richard Doty who was a U.S. Air Force official who essentially infiltrated the UFO community and started sending them his fan fiction, and it was being reported by a guy named William Moore, and he was reporting it in his kind of UFO investigation books that was distributed amongst the UFO cultists and they ate it up. And the weird thing about UFO lore is that it's very much kind of like a forum, like a chat board or just, I don't know. It's like when you hear it, someone will, will riff off of that and they'll come forward and say, Oh yeah, like I just read Moore's thing and it's true because, and they'll add their little like chunk of it. And those, depending on who, like if one's good or not, it'll get promoted up the ranks and it'll become part of canon. So it's, it's UFO lore so chunky and <laughs> full of cruft. So it's, it's tough to say like what, where's the like legitimate lines come from. You have to actually go back to like the times when things are being published to find out what was being said in the time versus what got added in years later. So yeah, it, it, I don't know. I don't know. Like the that whole like arrangement is it's part of canon now, but it sounds pretty ridiculous. But then you have stories like this, and this honestly, Jackson sounded the same thing when I heard this. This sounded like he's just adding on to that Eisenhower lore of oh yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> we've been in contact with aliens for years. Your government's been a part of it. Even Trump knows about it. So yeah, it mm. feels like the Eisenhower lore. I will say though that. Uh, you, you are right. Like, and Trump has, this is one of the sad things. The one things I will miss about Trump is that if anyone was brazen enough to just ejaculate the information into the, 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 the world for no other reason than just to get the, the, the love and admiration for some small group of people, um, it would have been him. He would have been like, oh yeah, I went into Area 51 today and uh, I saw the aliens and uh, they're real. Yay. Um, it was kind of Keanu Reeves, Donald Trump. But, um, <laughs> Gross. <laughs> but, but yeah, like, and so he was, he was willing to do that. You're not going to get that from a Biden or any of these other like fucking no. paste white politicians of any fucking creed. They're not going to be like, oh, yes, I'm going to go investigate the aliens. That's suicide, political suicide for them. Trump, he didn't care. He would have gotten it done. So I will miss that about that son of a bitch. I mean, he he could still do it. He won't. I'm honestly hoping that he will just disclose a ton of like top secrets as a kind of a fuck you <laughs> to Biden. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. I feel like he fun. has already. I, I accidentally he has tons of time. So so it makes me think that there must not be anything out there because you know he has asked several times in those long meetings with the, in the long boardroom meetings with all the guys with the brass on their chest and he's like so tell me about the ufos and they deflect and tell talk about hamburgers they, or whatever they just hide uh, everything from him 
They do, but like, I mean, I'm sure he's constantly asking. I can only imagine what, like, every single meeting. So tell me more about the UFOs. Anyone has a report of the UFOs? We're working on it, sir. So I don't know. I don't know. I feel like he, that's the one thing, like, they would really hold his attention. Like, he doesn't care about, like, budgets or what people are doing in other countries. He just, you know, that, I could see him, like, really top lining uh, UFOs and, and trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. But I also don't think he would be quiet about it. So. I don't know about this. So, uh, Haim Ashed, eh, you, he might know something, but this is not a very credible story. And he didn't come out with any proof either. It was just, this is what I say. This is what I saw. This is what I heard. So, we're kind of yeah. back to square one on that one. All right, moving on. Rona is in full swing and has taken hold in America. Each day this week has been the deadliest day of the pandemic. The world turned its collective fevered brows to a Jonas Salk-style savior in vaccines. Vaccines, vaccines, vaccines. But will they save us? More importantly, will they kill us? Will they? Or... Is this the beginning of a zombie-style apocalypse where we voluntarily inject the zombie genomes into our thighs and join our zombie brethren feeding on the flesh or lungs of the infected? Zombies. zombies Let's discuss. Tiwi. Uh, I love where you're going with this. Uh, what are your <laughs> thoughts? Uh, I'm assuming your anxiety for this vaccine has peaked. My anxiety level. I mean, honestly, I don't. Really, I'm not that anxious because I'm not. I can't get it anyways. Um, vaccines actually don't work on me right now because <laughs> of my medication. So, um, like they would just be wasted on me, but also I don't want to mm. be a zombie. So, you know, <laughs> I'm going to hold out. Um, but I know it is coming into the area next week and people I know are getting it for sure. It's already been ordered. So... I don't know. I feel, I feel like I'm becoming an anti-vaxxer, or at least I'm getting labeled oh as one because <laughs> I just don't. I don't know. There's something. Okay, this is very anecdotal, and this is totally the kind of thing that anti-vaxxers will hear and be like, "See, see." But I'm gonna say it anyways. <laughs> so I once upon a time had a very full day with an FDA auditor. And we talked about, you know, what you talk with an FDA auditor about when you're just killing UFOs. Time. That would be me. That's what yeah, I would no. do. Talking yeah. UFOs. So, so something other than UFOs. Audit right. any UFOs about, lately? <laughs> yeah, exactly. She started talking about vaccines. And then she was asking about, there was a patient who, you know, whatever, didn't have great outcomes. And she was like, oh, did these happen after a vaccine? So she was kind of anti-vax, I guess. And I was like, hmm, that's weird. Like a weird, like, question. Because <laughs> it's not really something we're looking at. So I was just kind of right. like, huh. Um, I actually looked because I was just curious. Like, did this person and they had. And then we started talking about it. But here's the thing. And this is just a fact. And this is where the anti-vaxxers can be like, latch on to me and make me their new um, messiah. Spokesperson. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's that for some people, there is in your genes, you know, it's called epigenetics, a little bit of a genetic predisposition to like autoimmune diseases. And sometimes vaccinations can trigger that. They can turn it on. So for some people, some vaccinations, um, and it typically is the newer ones for whatever reason, I don't know why, um, that can trigger autoimmune response. And this one actually has that in the warning, the COVID vaccine. Oh. So I think that to me is like, it's just... <sighs> I don't know. I mean, and what you're talking about, this is not something you can test before, like to say, hey, am I susceptible? No, because they don't actually know why. Bombs? No, because it's like if they could do that, they could tell people if they would have an autoimmune disease. Like you can't tell what it is. They don't, they haven't like identified what that gene is. They just know that some people, they, they typically say if you have a first line relative who has an autoimmune disease, that's a good, like, suggestion that you are you know likely a candidate so like if your parent has an autoimmune disease like you may have a propensity to develop an autoimmune disease oh but you know mm. i don't know so that's where i'm just like eh. but then it's like 
I don't know. I, I, here's the thing. Maybe the, the label should be uh, vaccine suspicious versus anti-vax because you're clearly not anti-vax. I'm not anti-vax. Not I'm just, I'm more like I want all the information. So the thing is, is the other part that makes me very like about it is that I know how long it takes to get like data. Right. Like eight months, you haven't even cleaned your data. Like this is, ugh, it just makes me feel gross. And I know they're, the other part that makes me- What does that mean me, to clean your data? Cleaning your data is like, so you're collecting, let's say, you know, you're running a trial and you're collecting the information. So like you're collecting adverse event data. Um, Basically, an adverse event is just like anything medical that happens while any like symptom or condition that happens while you're, you know, experimenting. And then they have what's called your serious unexpected um, adverse events. Wait, serious unexpected it's Susar. I can't remember what the other S is. Anyways, but it's like things that happen that you're like, what the heck? Um, and those are very like, <laughs> those are kind of telling because you're just like, what? This was not expected. And so those get reported. Anomalous events? Yeah. But they're like typically, when you look at adverse events, you're like, is it related or is it unrelated? So it's kind of like, because mm. anything is an adverse event. Like if you broke your arm, while you were on this vaccine, that's an adverse event. If you had a cold, that's okay. an adverse event. If you like started sneezing a lot, that'd be an adverse event. All of that has to get collected. So when I say clean your data, it's like all that information that people are recording, they have to go through all of it and they have to confirm or like figure out what, what that was. Like, did someone collect this incorrectly? Because that happens a lot. You have like all these like young people and maybe they put like their, I don't know, a team on the vaccine trials. But even then, like the a team fucks up all the time. So it's just kind of like you're relying a lot on humans and humans fuck up. So cleaning your data is basically like going through everything, asking a bunch of questions like you query the sites, the you know, collected the data, like, so what happened with this? So did you follow this outcome? Did you ever figure this out? What medications were you? Like, did they break their arm because they completely lost their vision yeah. immediately after getting the vaccine yeah. and then, uh, then subsequently died? You basically, yeah, you're, like, making sure you get every single thing, like, you know, your data clean. So that alone takes, like, months. So that's why I'm just, like, I don't know. I'm a little... Hesitant, And then the other thing is that most of these drugs, it takes years, like absolutely years to know what the outcomes are. Like, so I get that this is like an emergent use, like you're, this is expedited approval, which doesn't meet the same standard. Like the burden isn't the same. It's actually much less, which I think it started with AIDS where you basically are saying like, yeah, you could die from this drug or whatever, but you also might also just die from the, you know, infection. Right. And that's how you get this like expedited emergent sort of approval because the converse is, you know, coronavirus could kill you. I, it makes sense to come out with a vaccine and push for a vaccine. And yes, yeah, sure. uh, but at the same time, I don't know. <laughs> I, I think people have to be aware of the fact that one, it was, and I, maybe I don't know if this actually has anything to do with it, but it was created during a Trump administration. And I do not trust that administration trust or that the people behind it. Yeah. And are they willing to cut corners, like for really sure. big corners oh, for sure. <laughs> to get That's this thing the other out? Thing. Because Trump wanted this out to for his second administration. So, you know, and I think all his 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 creatures we're under the same uh, ambition to, to you know to get the boss a good win here so he could come out with his you know spear and put it in the dragon's heart and just say look I did it I cured it um so that's the other thing though I, I don't know that those, say, that those things worry me my my distrust is also like the FDA as far as regulatory bodies we are like actually not as stringent as the European regulatory bodies so to me that's also weird that like they approved before we approved that's odd. I don't, but then it it doesn't make sense because then it would suggest it's actually like a really good vaccine. But right, it just yeah. But then Maybe it doesn't it, make sense why the FDA held out. Well, they did. They've made every mistake. Like they they have made every single mistake going through this entire process. So of course they held out. 
This is weird. The whole thing's weird. Pfizer was like, we're not taking any government money because they didn't want to be under the thumb of government regulators. Oh, that's um, not why they did that. No, that's that. That's what they say they did. Oh, I'm sure that's what they said they did. But that's well, why. they didn't take any. <laughs> why, why do you think? Because it, it was like stymie profits. Like what? what was oh the, yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, they because they didn't want to have to like have any price control or any sort of. Yeah, they basically. They want to. There are no price controls, though. But but what they did was they offered like 200 million doses for free. Like they said, you you will not have to pay us because what the government was doing was paying people up front. And they said, no, we don't want your money. We will we'll give you we'll give you 200. You know why doses for nothing? Why? Because this vaccine and I this is my I believe this is going to be like a like the flu vaccine. You're going to be taking this every year. Ah. And the price is going to go up. And like, you know, that's the plan. Like, this is not meant to like, you know, confer like a lifelong immunity. I don't think it's even possible with coronavirus. It's not with coronavirus. So I think this is there's a huge like to be the first company to get this out and then approved. And then you can probably patent. Then there's like competing wise. There's what, like six approved vaccines right now, but they're all in like China and Russia. And then. There's 40-something that are in trial right now. And I feel like, so, just like big name-wise... They're first to market. That's always the the goal, to get first to market. So you have the Corona all. It's the goal, but I feel like they must have rushed. Pfizer, let's see, who's the other big name? There's Johnson & Johnson... Well, Pfizer and uh, uh, AstraZeneca. AstraZeneca. And then Sanofi and GlaxoSmithKline are partnered, which is interesting. And wasn't Um, there like Moderna? Moderna. Moderna's not really like a big name. I don't think I've ever even heard of them before. Oh, it's Kaiser Permanente. (laughs) Every every big drug manufacturer. Well, no, because there's no Biogen. Maybe they, they realize the liability on this. Like the big ones are like, no, 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 no. Like, I know we need it, but... Like I think this on the is back end, be... the liability is going to be huge. And well, Pfizer's like, they're... well, we need to take your yeah. shot, man. That's why they're pa- that McConnell's trying to do that whole zero liability situation right. with like COVID. I feel like there is going to be reactions to this. It's just who knows what it is. I don't, you know, you're probably not going to become a zombie. But we can't rule that out. Or you, or you might, because we don't know. They could have put, put, they could have put cordyceps in the serum, and that will activate once it gets into your your body, and then the cordyceps mm-hmm. will take over your brain, and fungus people will fucking take over the world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. People, wake up, wake the fuck up, Jacks. Yeah, sheeple. sheeple. Oh man, when people use sheeple, <laughs> I just want to punch them in the face. I just like you don't even know what that is. Uh, but Jax, you you're a vaccine guy. You're you don't care about becoming a zombie. You're you're gonna do this. Yeah, I'm gonna take it. Uh, I don't have any qualms. I'm not nervous. I am gonna take it because I'm going fucking crazy. Um, but it's I, not gonna I like. To, I don't think like it's going to free people vacation. up. No, I'm going on vacation. Like I, I'm going to take the goddamn okay. thing and I'm getting on a plane. <laughs> like I don't, I'm going to sneeze all over people. What if it doesn't people. work? Then I'm getting on a plane and I'm getting coronavirus, but I'm getting on a <laughs> fucking plane. I'm tired of this shit. <laughs> uh, I mean, you don't my, just wear a mask. Yeah, I'm going to wear a mask. <laughs> right. I'm wear, I'm you can wear, get on planes now. No, I'm, I, I can't get on a plane right now because I live with uh, people who, you know, I don't want to get sick. If I get sick, I'm fucked. Like, if I get sick, I, I'm not in good shape because I. Well, I kids can't get very, it. I don't have a very good pulmonary system. Um, but, uh, yeah, I got I to gotta, I gotta go on vacation is what huh. it is. I'm taking the, the vaccine. La- the last words Jack's ever said. I gotta go on vacation. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> and he went on vacation forever. Straight to hell. Yep. And in the middle of the flight, I died. And then I woke back up. Oh, right. <laughs> he died exactly. gruesome. <laughs> Just died gruesome. And then, yeah, then turned on the other passengers. <laughs> That'd be great, though. I mean, I, I I like to know that we have a patient zero on the staff. That yeah. makes me happy. 
So we we can chart your progress or digression, uh, you know, week by week, and I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah. you'll be our you'll be our guinea pig, Jax. You'll be our official far off topic COVID vaccine guinea pig. Are you going to get it? I'm happy to be that guinea pig. Are you going to get it? I don't know, man. I've worked myself into quite a quite quite a <laughs> tizzy about. <laughs> uh, I personally am not going fucking anywhere, so. Uh, I, I don't really have a, much to lose other than just wear my mask, go to work, come back, and just rinse and repeat. You know, occasionally risk my life at the grocery store. But then, yeah, you know, that's about about it. So, I I like this experiment, I personally. Mm-hmm. I like the, the Jack's guinea pig COVID yeah. vaccine experiment. I do also like people being the guinea pigs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean... <sighs> It's just like been, it's been miserable. It's been miserable for me. It's been awesome for me. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Listen. I love it. It's been miserable for me. (laughs) That's all all I can say. (laughs) I don't know who's going to hear this. It's been miserable for me. Okay. I'm recording this from a fucking card table in a garage. (laughs) All right, good, good point, good point. All right, let's move on. Jax, you're our little guinea pig. Yep. Uh, Tiwi, you are going to record and monitor the data, and I am going to just watch this play out from my secret bunker and uh, wait until the coast is clear. So, uh, it just dawned on me one last thing before we walk away from this. You have yeah. to get it, because guess where I'm going when I get on that fucking plane? Oh, no. oh, you're coming to Vegas? Yeah, I'm coming to see you, <laughs> motherfucker. I'm going to eat your lungs. Oh, no. And I'm going to be God like... <coughs> oh, I don't know. Got a bit of a fever. Well, surprise, surprise. I didn't want to ask because I didn't want to reveal the secret location. I thought you were going to go to like an Epstein Island somewhere and just really let loose. But no, apparently... No, I you know, just... We're gonna I just direct flight. <laughs> well, all right. We will we will uh, sanitize everything. We'll make sure that there's a, a bubble that you yeah. can only interact <laughs> with us from us within the bubble. And with that, the hippies were doing it wrong. Drugs are for warriors, and the second division of the U.S. Marines know all about it. We'll tell you more in our "What in the Weird" segment after the break. Now for your weekly KTLU Community Bulletin. Investigators are calling on any witnesses to come forward with whatever information they may have regarding the three Colorado teens who went missing this past October. The teens were last seen at the annual Fall Festival just before the Hay King ceremony. If you have any information, please contact local authorities. Health officials are assuring the community that the recent outbreak of violence last week was not related to the distribution of the Inferna COVID vaccine. Representatives of the Las Vegas-based Inferna Pharmaceuticals wants residents to know that the vaccine is safe and urges everyone to get inoculated as soon as possible. Finally, the Shaker Baby Pajama Drive kicks off this week. Organizers are asking the community to donate their old or unused pajamas to help support the completion of the Renza Oliphant Memorial Peace Quilt. All donated pajamas will be incorporated into the quilt, which is planned to be the largest of its kind. And that's been this week's Community Bulletin, brought to you by this station and Von Daniken's Funeral Homes. Live life to the fullest. We'll take care of the rest in peace. Only on KTLU Perump. What do you get when you cross an elite fighting unit with mind-expanding chemicals? If you said world peace, then God bless you, you gentle, naive soul. You poor, dumb creature. This world is going to eat you alive. On the other hand, if you said a new breed of super killer... Ding, 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 ding. You win. Now, drink the blood of whomever has wronged you. Drugs, guns, and the people who love them are our subject in this installment of What in the Weird? This is from Vice. 
America's 2nd Marine Division loves to trip balls. The 20,000 Marine Strong Division is garrisoned at Camp Lejeune in North Carolina, and many of its members have been caught taking LSD. It's such a problem that the Marine Corps has begun to randomly test for the drug and publicly announced a crackdown on people taking it. According to a press release, the Marines have performed almost 4,000 LSD tests since the summer. Uh, so just from that, give me your first thoughts, uh, starting with you, Jax. What are, what are your thoughts that there's an LSD, I guess, outbreak? I don't know how you describe this. The, 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 an explosion of LSD use uh, at Camp Lejeune. I'm, I'm not surprised. Like, I, I can tell you that LSD is back. Like, it is there it is widespread at this point what? um like there are even like almost like marijuana shops that are popping up that you They're have to selling know about LSD LSD is like super hot it's not right legal. now it's not legal but it's also like you you know the drugs go in waves so methamphetamine is out <sighs> LSD is in Oh my god! Um, I almost prefer a world full of LSD. Though. Yeah, I, same. Have either same. of you guys taken LSD? No, I have not. Okay, no. well then, as the resident LSD <laughs> person who's actually taken it, I don't want to say I don't use now. I've taken it Just twice. A user junkie, fuck you, junkie. <laughs> I taken it twice in my life. It was one of the worst experiences both times. Well, but the did second you take time it with pieces of shit? Like the, the, the first, first time, time you took it with oh a bunch of pieces God. of shit. Yes, yes. I know it's back in the sense that uh, of of like what uh, we call it, fucking Silicon Valley, because all the yeah. the junkheads over there are uh, doing the microdosing thing. Are you talking about that? Are you talking about people who are just like dosing and just like letting their minds flow, or, or, or just getting like literally like going crazy? Both. I mean, I, okay. I, yeah, people are using it more. It's it's appearing more in my world. So, yeah, I'm just seeing it more. So that that's actually good because uh, the article continues to say this. Not everyone in the military is against tripping out. Some within the rank and file are calling for military to start dosing the troops. In February 2019, issue... In a 2019 issue of the Marine Corps Gazette, a journal published by the Marine Corps Associate Association, Major... Emery Alberac of the U.S. Marine Corps published a paper advocating that intelligence officers microdose LSD to help them with their job. He says, Our own units, such as the Naval Special Warfare Development Group, seek cognitive advantage via unorthodox methods such as mind gyms and sensory deprivation tanks. Alberac said, The cognitive advantage they seek is, quote-unquote, flow or Ecstasis from the Greek, which Plato describes as an altered state where our normal waking consciousness vanishes completely, replaced by an intense euphoria and a powerful connection to a greater intelligence. This phenomenon is described as a non-ordinary state of consciousness in which individuals tend to have heightened focus pattern recognition and reaction time. Flow can be observed in a seasoned close quarters battle team clearing a complex structure. That sounds like fucking a try. This guy wants to create like the, a Jedi armed forces yep. of, of, of just like super cognitive soldiers uh, working in tandem with each other, speaking psychically. <laughs> I would love to see what he's talking about. This flow observed in a seasoned close quarter battle team. Um, that were probably pretty trippy in itself. Um, what do you think about this though, of creating a, a, a nice Jedi wing of the, of, of the military to make better soldiers? I mean, I guess China's doing it. So, and that was what we had to cut from the last, uh, beautiful yeah. episode is how China's creating super soldiers, which I don't want to get into, but yes, China is creating their own super soldiers using DNA serum, a la Serpentor from GI Joe. This could actually be the answer to that. This could be, our version is that we're not going to do DNA manipulation. We're going to make our soldiers psychics that they just communicate via uh, psychic telegraph that Tiwi uses. <laughs> All right. I guess <laughs> I left you with nothing on that one. Uh, I thought that she was going to pick it up. Yeah. All right. Well, she's like, whatever fucking psychics are bullshit. I, uh, 
I actually have nothing against this idea. And in fact, in closing, I think I'm I'm really for the Jedi branch of the armed forces. I think we should probably do it. I like this this idea of psychic soldiers to fight the DNA manipulated Chinese dragon soldiers. <laughs> Same. Uh, and with that, we're going to close this thing out. But first, here are some parting words. I want to thank every one of you for coming out to support. This isn't our prayer. This is support. Support the world is watching elections that have to be fair in the country and the world because otherwise it's end times, which we're probably already in anyway. But they, but that's a good thing. That Jesus loves you all. God bless you. Uh. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> so that's the parting words uh, you can reach us on Facebook at Far Off Topic Show and Far Off Topic on all our socials you can reach me via Twitter at Fiasco Jones and Tiwi listeners can reach you at Tiwi Said Stuff I believe is that correct? that is correct Jax is Captain Jax 48 458 was taken <laughs> i see yeah uh lots of captain jacks out there but be world beware yep uh clips from the new episodes will be posted to our youtube account where you can find full show notes if you'd like to support the show feel free to comment or rate most of all thank you for listening and until you hear from us again halo fucus and so mode it be so mode it be so mode it be so mode it be